Well, before we um, start this morning, I just would like to open with a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity that we have to come to worship. And uh, we just pray now that um, uh, your Holy Spirit will be here with us and that the words that I share will bring glory to your name and that our hearts will be receptive. Amen. I just would like to share with you, just in starting, I received this card years ago and Marilyn pulled it out the other day and it's very touching. Uh, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. So this is found in Jeremiah. Says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Yeah, so... um, it's pretty special. I can't get rid of the card. So um, just thought I'd share that with you, just thinking about that God loves each one of us and he has good for us, wants us to have peace. I recently read uh, an article on the benefits of peace of mind. Now, when you look up what it means, the Wikipedia says that peace of mind refers to a state of being mentally or spiritually at peace. Another definition is a feeling of calm or not being worried. Another definition is a feeling of being safe or protected. So these are different definitions that I found uh, for this term that we use, peace of mind. Now... I found an article called Success Consciousness. So this is a secular article that I found. And it talked about how um, this peace of mind sharpens your senses, calms the mind and emotions, and enables you to focus uh, on mental and physical activities. So this is for a secular perspective on peace of mind. And this article come up with a certain benefits of being, uh, of being in this state. One was better concentration, efficiency in handling your daily affairs of life, a sense of inner strength, more patience and tolerance, freedom from stress and worries, a sense of happiness, falling asleep easily and sleeping soundly. You will not be affected by what people uh, think or say about you. You are free from the restless thinking or running from one unimportant thought to another. So these are some of the benefits uh, that this article highlighted. Uh, That you're not swayed or agitated by problems and you can maintain a state of uh, clear judgement. So I would read this to say that the person that has peace of mind it would put you onto the road to success like if you if you're if you can operate within those parameters you're well on the road because your mind is clear sharp focused now all you've got to do is turn your tv on any night of the week And you will see that we are not living in a world where people have peace of mind, or even peace for that matter. We're living in a world where there's controversy, there's turmoil. 
most of what is in the news is generally bad news. And I honestly believe that we are fed a certain recipe with the news, with the media people, to keep you on a state of, you know, tension. Uh, think about the TV shows you watch. A lot of the TV shows that are on TV, is that all about being calm and relaxed? Not at all. It's all about controversy or scandal or, I don't know, you, whatever you can cook up. But what, we, but what we're watching is maybe is a reflection of where people's hearts are as well. Maybe they feed up what people want and maybe that's how people are as well. Our lives are then characterised by a lack of peace and a presence of turmoil. And I'm sure we all know someone where people's lives are always runs in a state of turmoil. And it never changes for some. The strife and confrontation going on in our world is simply an outward manifestation of the inner turmoil going on within the hearts of men and women. We're all in it together. The lack of peace between, within nations, countries, to the lack of peace between two people all reflects a lack of peace within people. There have always been those that cry peace. There are demonstrations, there are protests for peace. We are even told to be peacemakers. So peace is a good thing to have peace. There are organisations that fight for peace. We've heard of Greenpeace, uh, World Peace Mission, Universal Peace Foundation. You've heard of Peace Corps, uh, American uh, organisation? Uh, and what about the Nobel Peace Prize? It was only back in September that we had uh, World Day of Peace. And that's the 21st of September every year. And uh, that's put on by the United Nations. Um, actually, I do have a little article here. Each year, the International Day of Peace is, is observed around the world on the 21st of September. OK, the UN has declared this is a day devoted to strengthening the ideals of peace through observing 24 hours of non-violence and cease fire. So put the gun down. By achieving true peace entails, but achieving true peace entails much more than laying down of arms. It requires the building of societies where all members feel that they can flourish. It involves creating a world in which people are treated equally regardless of their race. Now obviously they've got a theme this year. Okay, so the theme for this year, International Peace Day was end racism, build peace. Did you, were you aware of that? Okay, that's a world thing that we that we have. Um, what about the peace symbols? Symbols of peace. Can anybody tell me what they are? Okay, so the things I come up with was the olive branch was one that I've seen, the dove, uh, mistletoe, the rainbow, the broken rifle, the white poppy. What about the V sign? 
And what about in this, all those with grey hair? What about the 60s, 70s, the peace symbol, the round circle with that, with that? I think that come out of Britain for nuclear disarmament, I think. That was, they wanted world peace. Um, all that sort of stuff. Look, it's pretty clear that any person who has a, a respect for life should want to have peace. Would you agree with me? And yet, in a lot of places, there's no peace. It's quite interesting. There, um, right over there towards the end of the Bible, in, in um, 2 Timothy, and it's uh, one that we all know so well. I'll see if I can find that quickly. And it just gives us a little insight. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Is there any peace? Not at all. Will there be any peace? Not at all. And yet it's written in God's word that in the last days, this is how it's going to be. Have you experienced it? Perhaps the answer lies in the nature of the peace that we are pursuing. It is apparent that there are many in the world involved in the quest for peace. But is the peace that is being sought really true peace? The peace of the world never seems to last. And if you look at human history, the times of peace is purely rearming, ready for the next conflict. C.S. Lewis has got a very good comment here. God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. And Jesus himself gives us a, an interesting in, insight into true peace. There in the, um, the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 27, so there in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 27, he says that peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, and this is interesting, not as the world gives do I give to you. So here Jesus clearly distinguishes the kind of peace that he gives with the kind of the peace that the world offers. It's not the same as the world. And I feel that this is important for us to understand. We are all grateful when we live in peace. The idea of having worldly peace is an ideal that probably will never happen. We seem to be having more conflicts. It's good to have peace at home. It's good to have peace in the workplace. It's good to have peace in our church, in our communities. Peace is a good thing. Now in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, the word of God tells us that while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them, on them suddenly 
as labour pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So here he's alluding to that maybe peace is a difficult thing for us to achieve. In Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 10, the prophet of God says that some have misled my people by saying peace when there is no peace. When we speak of peace, we need to have a clear understanding of what true peace really is. If we do not understand the true meaning, the true definition of peace, we may be misled into believing that there is peace when really we can never have it. There is none. It's not there. One of the definitions that the world uses for peace is the absence of conflict. But as Christians, we must be concerned with more than simply the lack of conflict. Peace is not merely the absence of conflict. When the outward conflict dies down, then the inner conflict comes up within us. The real need for us is more than the absence of physical conflict in the world around us. It is for a true inner peace, a peace of, a peace of mind with God. So we need a way of being able to get the peace. And we have one. The provision of peace is God himself, who is the source of true peace. True peace can only come from God. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, we read, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. So the key to peace is trusting in God. He is the source of peace. And as we trust in him, we experience what you could call peace from God. How trust places us in a position where the basis for peace is shifted from ourselves and our circumstances to the faithfulness of God. Because our circumstances change. Our relationships with each other change. There's always some uncertainty in our lives. If our peace depends on our circumstances, then we will never have peace. But if our peace depends on the unchangeable God, then things can be coming apart in your life can be coming apart all around you. You can have conflict on every side, but you can have peace, inner peace. This is not the worldly kind of peace as defined as the absence of conflict, but an inner peace in the midst of conflict because we trust in God. It is a peace which comes from him. I have often thought about the early Christians that were martyred. How could those people willingly give their lives and to be murdered in such a cruel way? These people must have had this experience of this inner peace that can only come from God to be able to willingly give their lives. 
In Psalms chapter 4, verse 8, was written by a man who knew what it was to experience conflict. For most of David's life, he experienced conflict and hostility towards himself. He was pursued and hounded by King Saul, and his enemies were numerous his whole life. Yet in Psalms chapter 4, verse 8, he wrote, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Again, there in Psalms chapter 29, verse 11, he writes, The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. David understood that it was the Lord who gives strength. He recognised his inability and God's strength. David knew something that the people all around him did not know. He knew that God could and would take care of him. Maybe he learned it when he looked after his father's sheep when they had been attacked by a lion or a bear. Maybe he learned it when he went up against Goliath. How could a kid go up against a seasoned giant that specialised in killing people? Maybe he learned it when he was pursued all over the country by King Saul. David must of had a relationship with God. He had learned that, that the Lord was his peace. David had experienced the peace which comes from God. In the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 1 it reads, Therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that the source of peace is God himself. For each one of us in our spiritual journey, before we began to trust in God, there was a separation between us and God. But when we gave our lives to Christ, the separation ceases. And you can find peace because of what God has done through his son. And when you have peace with God, you're in a position to have peace with others. We not only have peace from God and peace with God, but there is also called the peace of God. There in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, it reads, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So there is a peace, a peace from God, there is a peace with God, and there is the peace of God. Of God. There's something special about the peace of God. According to this passage, it is a peace that we cannot comprehend. So it's something that's really special. You can have trouble all around you, but you can have peace. With the peace of God ruling in our hearts, we can face whatever problems may come your way. And you can be pretty certain it's going to happen. Jesus, Jesus told us there in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, and it reads, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. If 
peace is truly a possibility for us, then how do we get it? What's the process? From what we have already seen in scripture, we can discern the process of peace. It is the result of a relationship with Jesus. And out of that, we can say that it's a fruit of our relationship with Jesus. It's an outflowing from that relationship there. In the book of Galatians, it tells us that, that peace is listed as a fruit of the Spirit. So it comes to us in several ways. The first and most important way it comes is by trusting God. We've already seen there in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, the steadfast of mind thou will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in thee. So when it comes to trusting God, that means believing, doesn't it? Believe his word. Believe in his ability to look after you. Believe in his strength. Believe in his reliability. He doesn't change. The Bible says that God cannot lie, that he always keeps his promises, that he loves you and he has good in store for you. Trusting in him means believing what he says about himself and the world. Have you ever been deceived? There's peace when there's no peace. But trusting in God is more than just a feeling. It's a choice to have faith in what he says, even when your feelings or your circumstances would have you to believe that it's different from that. The basis of our peace is not merely on what we are thinking about the Lord. It is that we are trusting in the Lord. The reason we keep our minds steadfastly focused on him is because we know that he has things under control, that he is trustworthy, he doesn't change, and he wants good for you. We know that if we keep our focus on him, he will give us peace. And so trusting him Trusting in him is an aspect of communion with God as well. If we are in communion with him, we need to be praying to him. We need to be listening to him. We need to be seeking to discern his will for our lives as well. And out of this kind of communion will come his peace. And both prayer and praise are aspects of this communion with God. Both are directly related to God's peace. There in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and 4 to 7, so the book of Philippians, it reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your, uh, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Did you see the link? The link is between the peace of God, which guards your hearts and minds, and prayer and thanksgiving, which precedes it. The bottom line is this. If you really are going to have peace, 
There's got to be a relationship with Jesus. And prayer and praise tap us into that relationship. When we are actively engaged in prayer and praise, you'll be a reciprocant of God's blessings. Being here this morning in worship, there is prayer and there is praise. What a good way to start our relationship with God by being here together. And regularly too. What a blessing it would be to be free from all anxiety. Now we are currently running the Nedley Depression and Anxiety Program. And the material that we are learning there, and the natural things that God has given us to be able to manage that is truly incredible. And, um, you know, the people that are involved in our program are, are very blessed uh, to learn all these things. What a blessing it would be to be free from all anxiety. And this is precisely the blessing that God promises to us. When we are living in, when we are living in a trusting relationship with him, knowing that he can and that he will take care of our needs, then you can experience a freedom even in the midst of turmoil. This is true peace. Remember Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. What some in the world claim is peace is merely the absence of conflict. But what this view of peace fails to recognise is that until the inner conflict is dealt with, there will never be real peace. Do you want to have peace of mind? Do you want to have the benefits of, of having this inner peace, what I read out right at the start? Do you want to have those benefits? I do. Are there things this morning that are keeping you from trusting, from trusting God? Are you too busy? You're not sure. You can't take that step. Remember that the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people. We need to hang on to these promises that God has given to us. Remember there in that text there in the New Living Translation, I am leaving you a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. My prayer is this morning that we will all experience as Christians this peace that can only come from God. And that as we experience this peace that we can then find strength and courage to be able to go out and share the good news with someone else, that they too, because the world is looking for something that only God can give. And he's asked us to be part of that wonderful plan of being able to share the good news. So this morning, I pray that each one of you will experience the peace that only God can give. Amen.